This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Good afternoon. This is Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs. Indah Water Consortium, Malaysia's national sewerage company, has been entrusted with the tasks of developing and maintaining a modern and efficient sewerage system for all Malaysians. Providing crucial services to millions of households in the country, Indah Water is determined to keep building a sustainable business that contributes towards a cleaner, greener and healthier environment. How exactly are they doing that? Joining me now is Narendran Maniam. He is the CEO of Indah Water Consortium and he's going to share IWK's plans and to remind us all about the very good work that they do for us Malaysians. Welcome, Naren. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me on board. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me today. So you're no stranger to BFM, of course. It's really lovely to have you back on the station. Uh, and, you know, I think this is something for uh, all Malaysians that, you know, we take things for granted when everything is working so well, isn't it? So we don't think about our sewerage because we don't have issues with it. But maybe you can start off by helping to lay the scene of what Indah Water Consortium does as the country's largest sewerage service provider. Sure. Um, let's begin by asking ourselves a simple question. Have you ever wondered where all our human waste go after you flush your toilets? Or what happens to the used water poured down into the sink? Where does that go? Um, this is where we come in, uh, IWK Indah Water Consortium or IWK in short. IWK takes the domestic wastewater from its source, uh, from homes, shops, businesses, and industries. We put it through a treatment process. This process removes suspended solids and floatable material and clears up the water and produce clean water that complies to the Department of Environment regulation standards. Now, uh, with regards to the magnitude of our services, we provide uh, services to close to about 30 million population equivalent. Uh, we currently operate in the world of Venezuela, Malaysia, and inclusive of federal territory, Labuan, uh, managing close to 7,400 public sewage treatment plants, 1,400 network pump station and close to 21,000 kilometers of sewer pipes. Now, the two main types of uh, sewer system in Malaysia, the most common one is connected. If you are, if you are part of the residents in Klang Valley, you will realize that 80% uh, of the entire premises in Klang Valley is connected to regional plants. And uh, the other type of system is uh, septic tanks, uh, which comprise of individual and communal septic tanks which are required to be dislodged once in two years. If you do not dislodge these septic tanks once in two years, the uh, wastewater of the sludge will float and uh, release straight to the environment without treatment. So uh, we have come up with a regulation uh, in 2021 that requires all premises uh, with individual septic tanks to be dislodged once in two years. And we are carrying out aggressive um, promotion and programs with uh, the premise owners. I hope uh, that's quite a brief introduction. No, that's a very, very good see. I mean, like I said at the start, you know, the things we take for granted, right, because everything is working so smoothly, you know, you only think about it when it doesn't. And I guess, you know, help help paint a picture of what our environment would be like if not for all those services that you outlined for us just now. Yeah, um, let us put it in a simple uh, analogy. Imagine we flush toilet and for all unknown substance down into the sink and dirty water goes straight into our rivers, what will happen? So imagine uh, this volume, this quantum of wastewater being released into the rivers without treatment. And this is what we are doing every day. We have 3,600 employees and close to about 4,000 uh, supporting uh, contractors helping us out to maintain all these public sewage uh, treatment assets. So we have a purpose, it's in our DNA, 
as an organization to provide uh, these services that brings uh, good benefit to the environment, to our customers and our stakeholders. Okay, definitely. And, you know, I was reading that uh, to be more financially sustainable, Interwater Consortium is looking to, or, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, has already uh, ventured into some non-core business initiatives to support your business growth and also to, you know, support the circular economy, which I think uh, something that everyone is uh, aspiring to. Can you elaborate on that for me? Yeah, thank you, Ma. This is very interesting. In 2021, uh, we got the government approval to extend our concession agreement for another 12 years until uh, 31st December 2034. In this concession, we are allowed to do uh, non-core business. Now, we are primarily focusing on uh, circular economy initiatives where we have started uh, water recycling. We have one water recycling plant that produces RO water. So imagine from raw sewage turning, producing raw uh, treated water, RO water quality, reverse osmosis, uh, supplying water to Kosan Rubber Glove. So we have a collaboration with Ice Lango okay. and a special purpose vehicle was formed in a 2020 called Central Water Reclamation. So this joint venture is actually looking to expanding uh, and becoming a new source of water for Klang Valley. We're also exploring this with other water operators in the region, particularly Malacca, because Malacca is a water scarcity area focusing on industrial zones. Apart from water recycling, uh, we're also looking at using our reserve land, available uh, empty land, vacant land for telco towers, billboards, and in fact, even solar for self-consumption. So all these uh, initiatives is to help the company's financial position to complement the low tariff that is being uh, imposed to customers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And there's something else that I was particularly interested in, um, and that was to know more about IWK's collaboration to reuse treated biosolids as feed to black soldier fly larvae. And this is to produce fat and protein pellets for export. That sounds really, really interesting. Can you elaborate on that for me? Yeah, certainly. IWK is undertaking this interesting uh, green technology with a private company, uh, Menem Industries in Jambrahat. On this initiative, uh, we are able to produce a black soldier fly larvae, this type of larvae that eats our sludge. Um, The sludge is mixed with food waste, 60% food waste and 40% sludge. The larvae grows up to 40 mm and is harvested to produce a fat pellet and protein pellet for um, fish farming or poultry uh, farm. I see. And it's for export purposes. So uh, by doing so, uh, we can reduce the disposal of sludge into landfill. Currently, the, the whole uh, region, the whole country, we produce about 300 tons of biosolids per day. Mm. And uh, with regards to disposal fee, it's about 130 ringgit per ton. Wow. So this is one way of reducing our disposal costs and becoming more efficient. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, meeting the Circular Economy Initiative. Definitely. And there's no sort in the no shortage of food waste in this country, is there? Um, and, you know, adopting environmental, social uh, and governance principles. So ESG, I think that's everywhere now, right? That's on the minds of most businesses and on their agendas as well, right? I think we can safely say it's deemed crucial and a must for every business. Um, why are sustainability and ESG, th- th- those ESG principles important to Indawater Water Consortium uh, in particular, as far as you're concerned? Uh, based on what I've shared earlier, sustainability is in our nature, deeply rooted in our DNA. It is a principle and a way how we conduct our business and operate. We will continue to ensure that our treated water is clean 
uh, safe and sustainable to the environment, all through proper and well-maintained public sewage treatment facilities. Um, we are also committed to take on leadership role in addressing our sustainability approach, focusing on environment, social and governance uh, disciplines. In fact, uh, we have a business plan uh, started off from 2019 and until 2023, which aligns with the UN SDG goals that integrates ESG factors into our overall uh, business strategy. Mm -hmm. In this plan, uh, we look at um, protecting the environment and building green economy, creating value through strong corporate governance and business ethics, strengthening um, working with, in synergy with stakeholders, uh, particularly the government agencies uh, and private sector as well, talent development for sustainable and high performance culture. In fact, we started off this culture transformation plan whereby, um, in fact, even our tea lady or driver is well versed with the business plan of the company. Wonderful. So everyone has a role uh, in the company, in material what position you hold and understands the function of the company and the direction of the company. So this gives them uh, business sense and business ownership in wanting to be part of the growth of the company. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in terms of uh, IWK's work, right, how would you say it is intertwined uh, with ESG concerns? Some examples on how we are aligning our efforts to SDG, uh, ESG concerns. Uh, one is high level of final, final affluent compliance standards. In 2021, uh, we achieved 97% compliance with the environmental, environmental regulatory standards uh, compared to to 2020, which uh, is also 97%. Uh, one key thing that we are focusing now is strengthening preventive measures on illegal dumping. Hmm. People find easy way out by pouring chemical waste into toilet bowl, uh, going to a quiet area, opening up our manhole and discharging these illegal waste into the system. Uh, we all have to understand that our public sewage treatment can only treat sewage cannot treat anything beyond sewage because it's designed to, to only treat sewage. So if there's any other alien substance that goes into the system, it will be discharged directly without treatment. So we have taken a strict measures, measures in um, getting surveillance team 24 by 7, and this is costing us a lot. And uh, we work with stakeholders to ensure that uh, proper surveillance is done in all critical areas that we have identified. Mm-hmm. Until today, we still receive illegal discharge, but we are able, we are able to contain it and treat it separately and uh, handle it because, and this is costing the company millions okay. every year. Okay. And and not to mention the cost, I mean, the, there's the health risks, you know, to society, you know, there's just so many knock-on effects, right, from this uh, these sorts of illegal dumping activities. Definitely. And uh, so far, it has been good. We are able to Contain it. Curtail this and control this. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. But, but, you know, why make a difficult job even harder? Folks, stop doing this illegal dumping seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in terms, you know, as, as the CEO of um, Indawater Consortium, right, what criteria have you set for IWK in terms of your ESG compliance? How do you measure your performance in terms of ESG? We have governance frameworks and policies in place already to ensure that we are able to abide to ethical business operations. Uh, one is our board members place an active and leadership role in driving the company's ESG performance. They operate with formalized governance framework uh, that enables oversight on ESG matters, business and day-to-day operations. 
Our effluent discharge uh, complies to the standards that are regulated by Department of uh, Environment. Uh, with regards to core value, uh, we strictly abide to being ethical and we uphold it with much integrity. With regards to uh, regulators, we are, we are governed by the uh, business plan that has been approved by the National Water Services Commission, or in short, SPAN. Uh, for information, we have migrated as an authorized personnel to service license uh, in 2022 this year. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is in line with the Water Services Industry Act, WASIA. The migration now allows us to align our business metrics, business plan, and key new KPIs that is being imposed by SPAN. And it will be a continuous improvement with regards to these KPIs. Okay, excellent. And, you know, as you mentioned earlier, Naren, you know, you, you are going to continue managing sewage uh, services until 2034. You know, you're, you're looking at all sorts of different alternatives as well, isn't it, to become more fi financially sustainable. What, what's, you know, what's next? How are things going to proceed from here? What are some plans in the pipeline for Interwater Consortium? Is there a five-year plan maybe that you can share with us? Yeah, uh, we started off this five-year plan in 2019 and uh, we are grateful that... Um, most of it has been achieved by the company. The next step is to restructure the company with regards to financial performance and grow the company uh, with regards to non-core business. One is uh, growing the water recycling initiative, making uh, recycled water as a new source of water for non-portable use. Mm -hmm. So when you have this additional source for non-portable use, the available source that we have in the rivers can be used for human consumption. Okay. Yeah, and uh, we also now uh, have gone into uh, looking at international market. We are a company with 28 years of experience and uh, we're looking at to provide technical and management services to uh, regional sewage operators, uh, particularly our tar market tar target is in Indonesia and Indochina countries and even the Middle East. So the next target is to explore uh, these services. You know, We can provide advisory in some countries are what we have gone through and they are just starting to go through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So our skills, we see our skills in uh, contributing to these regions. Mm -hmm. So a lot of uh, knowledge exchange and things like that happening as well. Yes, correct. Okay, excellent. Well, you know, you guys are doing a wonderful job. And uh, I guess, you know, if you've uh, just one last thing I would want to ask you, if you have any message to Malaysians, uh, would you have any message that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yes, um, I mean, I'll be frank, uh, our collection efficiency have improved. Our tariff is one of the lowest in the region. And uh, what we urge our customers is actually to pay your bills promptly because uh, this, this <laughs> perennial problem. Actually, huh? <laughs> yeah, because this income is required to actually fulfill our obligation to ensure that our environment is safe. Uh, and uh, maybe I can share with you uh, in our entire annual OPEX, one third of it goes for power. We pay close to 300 million a year uh, for, for for power bills, TNB bills. Okay. And uh, we urge customers to come forward to pay your outstanding. So that's one of my key messages. Thank you so much, uh, Naren, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Narendran Maniam, the CEO of Inda Water Consortium. Uh, if you'd like to find out more about the good work that Inda Water does, just head to their website. That's iwk.com.my. If you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always download the podcast at bfm.my slash earth, or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Earth Matters on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, 
Download the BFM app.